Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 176, Incidences and Expeditions. The Battle of Uhud had proved the Muslims' vulnerability. The pagans smelled blood and did not miss a single chance to gore their wounded enemy. In subsequent events, the Muslims experienced several painful losses, some of which are outlined below. The first one, the incident of Raji'i. In Safar, the fourth after Hijrah, a delegation of the Adal and Qara tribes came to the Prophet ﷺ. They mentioned a search of interest in Islam amongst the people who wanted to know more about the faith. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent ten of his com- companions headed by Asim bin Thabit. The Muslims who had set out to teach the tribes the basic tenets of faith and the Qur'an learned a bitter lesson about the treachery of the polytheists. At Raj'i, the Adal and Qara set a branch of the Hudhail tribe upon the Muslims. Nearly 100 of the archers besieged the ten Muslims on a hill. They assured the Muslims on oath that they would not kill them. But Asim refused to descend, preferring instead to take on the enemy. Seven of the Muslims were killed in the encounter. Again, the attackers pledged that they would not kill the three remaining Muslims, who then surrendered and descended the hill. As they were being bound, one of the three commented, This is the first act of treachery. He then resisted his captors' attempts to tie him and was killed. The remaining two, Kubay bin Adi and Zaid bin Dathina, were carried to Makkah and sold as slaves to the old tormentors, the Quraysh. Their lives were now no longer their own. Khubayb had killed Harith bin Amr bin Nofal in the, in the Battle of Badr, and now Harith's son laid claim to Khubayb's life. Khubayb suffered in prison for some time, and then he was carried to Tanaim to be slain. Before his execution, he prayed two rakahs. He prayed for Allah's wrath to overtake his killers, and as he faced his death, he recited two couplets. I care not if I am slain a Muslim, and I do not care which side of mine is brutalized. This is for Allah, and if he so wills, he will bless the flesh of every joint. Abu Sufyan asked Khubayb, Don't you wish Muhammad were in your place and we had killed him while you were safe with your family? Khubayb countered, By Allah, I would not wish to be with my family, if in return Muhammad were to be even pricked by a thorn. Khubayb was dead, and now Zaid bin Dathina awaited death at the hands of Safwan bin Umayyah. Safwan was given the right to slay Zaid in retribution for the death of his father, Umayyah bin Mahrath, at Badr. Some Muslim sources have attributed the above-quoted verbal encounter between Abu Sufyan and Khubayb to Zaid bin Dathina. The dead Muslims on the mountain at Raj'i were also regarded as trophies by the Quraysh, who sent their men to retrieve Asim's body, but they drew back because of a swarm of hornets buzzing over the body. In this way, Allah protected Asim's body from desecration at the hands of the polytheists. Asim had sworn never to touch a polytheist, nor be touched by one, and his lord had upheld his vow. The Tragedy of Birma'una at the same period, the Muslims suffered another setback more tragic than that at Raji. Abu Barra bin Abi Malik, who was known as Malab al-Ansa, the one who plays with lances, sought an audience with the Prophet, peace be upon him, who then invited him to Islam. 
Abu Bara neither accepted nor rejected the Prophet's counsel. He chose instead to volunteer his own opinion about the inclination of the people of Najd towards Islam. He suggested that if the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent some of his companions to Najd, the people there would enter Islam. He also assured the Prophet, peace be upon him, that the Muslims would be under his protection. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent off a contingent of 70 Muslims who were well versed in the Quran. They camped at Bir Ma'una and Harim bin Malhan went to Amir bin Tufail, a bitter enemy of Allah, with a letter from the Prophet. Amir's response was not to read the letter himself, but to order his servant to do so. He took Haram unawares and pierced the latter's body with his lance. With his last breath, Haram sighed, Allahu Akbar, by the Lord of the Kaaba, I have succeeded in my mission. Amir then called out to the tribe of Banu Amir to attack the rest of the Muslims, but they refused to break the pledge of protection made by Abu Bara. Amir then called upon Banu Sulaim and some of its sub-tribes such as Ral, Dahwan, Lehian, and Usaya, who readily came to besiege the companions and put all of them to death, save Ka'ab bin Zaid and Amr bin Umayyah. Ka'ab bin Zaid was wounded and left for dead. Later he was rescued from the scene of the carnage and he recovered only to be martyred in the Battle of the Trench. Amr bin Umayyah Damri had been grazing his camels along with Mundir bin Uqba when he saw the vultures hovering at Bir Ma'una. Instantly he guessed the outcome of the Muslims' visit to Amir bin Tufail. Mundir rushed to the spot to rescue his brother Muslims. He took on the enemy and fought until he was overcome. As for Amir bin Umayyah, he was taken captive but proved to be more fortunate than the rest of his Muslim brothers. When Amir bin Tufail was told that the prisoner belonged to the Mudir tribe, he simply took off a lock of Amr's hair as a trophy and freed him in fulfillment of a vow made by his mother. Thus it was that Amr bin Umayyah escaped death, and he immediately headed towards Medina. On the way, he came across two men from Banu Kilab at Korkora. Taking them to be enemies, Amr killed them both, although they had with them a covenant of peace from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Back at last in Medina, he informed the Prophet, peace be upon him, of what he had done. The Prophet's only words were, You have killed two such men whose blood I must redeem. Both the incidents at Bir Mu'ayn and Raj'i deeply anguished the Prophet, peace be upon him. He had sent two missions of peace, and both have ended tragically in the same month. It is said that he received the news of both the tragedies the same night. He found solace in prayer, or kunut, supplicating for the martyred Muslims and calling down Allah's punishment on their killers. For thirty days, each morning after Fajr, the Prophet, peace be upon him, prayed against the murderers until at last he received a revelation. Allah informed him that he had indeed met his martyred slaves. He was pleased with them, and they had been no less pleased with their Lord's treatment of them. And that's where we leave today's book reading. We are reading from the book When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to get this download as well as the other downloads in the book, you're welcome to do so by going on to iono.fm, vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.